Hey, my name is Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world of the world within and so you see the man who is going by the external world by the influences of the external world say society or perceptions sense perceptions thinks that he he is more valid don't relate yourself to any person anything any idea tell me Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. Thank you if this is your first time tuning in. Welcome. Thank you for being here. And if this isn't your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for continuing to listen and coming back and allowing me to be a part of your day. So I'm really excited about today's conversation because I will not only be speaking from my own personal and direct experience, as I always do in these podcast episodes. But I will be providing clarity for both the masculine and the feminine around what is up with this embodiment, this persona that is referred to as the nice guy and the other, which is referred to as the asshole or the macho jerk or douchebag. And this conversation is really a conversation about demystifying this statement that we have in our culture, which is that nice guys always finish last. And for me, demystifying that and kind of debunking it is about recognizing that nice guys and assholes finish last. So there's no oh, if I embody the asshole, then I get the girl. Or if I embody the nice guy, then I'm doomed to be a virgin. I'm doomed to never create deep and fulfilling relationships, which is completely far from the truth. So in this conversation, I want to show why both the guys that embody either of these personas are doomed to not experience loving, fulfilling relationships, therefore finishing last. And who is the guy that finishes first is what I want to share at the end of it. I want to give three reasons why the nice guy and the asshole are always, always going to finish last. So let's get into it. So throughout this conversation, I will also be sharing from my own experience and from my own knowledge what women truly crave in a relationship and what they truly desire from a man. Reason number one, why the nice guy and the asshole are doomed to finish last. Women that are attracted to the nice guy or are tolerating the asshole are more than likely to let go of that relationship eventually. Because women, like all humans, are wired for transformation and growth. Meaning that entertaining the nice guy or tolerating the asshole 
is really just a temporary initiation into awakening to who she truly is. Because what drives a woman to date the nice guy or to fall in love with the asshole is really just about her distorted perception of safety. And that distorted perception of safety is derived from the relationship that she created with her father. The blueprint of masculine safety and leadership was embodied by her father. And that embodiment may not actually have been embodied. It might have been the most distorted, unsafe, and even dangerous expression of quote-unquote masculine leadership, masculine containment, and safety. But it doesn't stop the little girl within her from either dating someone that replicates the relationship that she had with her father or resenting and hating her father so much that her guiding compass or her attraction swings the opposite way and she finds herself dating a guy that is pleasing all of the time that is agreeable and then is super nice. So this is one of the reasons that both guys finish last because this model of safety for this woman is rooted in trauma. It's rooted in unresolved pain and grief. And at some point, that woman, like all humans, is going to confront that trauma, that unresolved pain and grief. And once she does, once she sits with those uncomfortable emotions that are locked and stored in the relationship she had with her father, what will happen will be the annihilation of her attraction to these men. Because that's what naturally happens. We're no longer looking to reenact our trauma or the dynamics we possessed with our parents the attraction to these people, the attraction or the passion or the chemistry we feel towards these people also falls away because what is driving us, right? Our need for their love, our need to redeem our childhood is no longer there because we sit with the pain that we're holding on to that hasn't been addressed. We sit with that. And in that process, we restore wholeness. And when we restore wholeness, we awaken to our authentic desires and also our authentic attractions. So what happens is that, like a lot of us, when we think about exes that we've let go of and released, and we recognize that they were reminding us unhealthy dynamics that we were in as kids, and these hit emotions that we would get off on being in these dynamics... Once we recognize that and actually do the deep work, what happens is that when we think of our exes in the context of attraction or sexual fulfillment, even a relationship again, like revisiting the relationship, there is nothing there, nothing. And that always is an indication of our own healing because we know for ourselves when the attraction we once had with a toxic dynamic or a toxic individual that was in our life is completely gone, we know we're healing on some level. So this is what I mean is that the woman that is attracted to either of these guys will eventually lose that attraction, therefore leaving the nice guy or the asshole to finish last.
The second reason that the nice guy and the asshole are doomed to finish last is that the nice guy and the asshole are actually the same person. They're the same guy. They are just different sides of the same coin. And that coin is the unintegrated, uninitiated, and immature masculine. Because one guy, based on the context of his pain and trauma, took the covert approach to serving his own selfish desires. While the other guy took the more overt approach to serving his own selfish desires. And these selfish desires that the nice guy has and the asshole has are completely identical. Both want to be the center of a woman's life. Both don't want to be seen for who they truly are, but for what they pretend to be towards others. Because beneath both of their personas, these fake fronts that they put on, is a sea of low self-esteem. This is why both of them are doomed to finish last, because no matter how well-painted, how well-designed, or how well-curated and pretty that you make and present a lie, it is still, at the end of the day, a fucking lie. And nobody wants to be with a lie. Nobody wants to live and exist and experience life with a lie. So the only thing that really separates the nice guy from the asshole are social skills. Because there's a lot of information out there about the assholes. Because they're so overt with their approach to life, relationships. They're, it's in your face. They're not trying to hide it. It's who they are, right? But the nice guy is really more manipulative, And it's really more subtle and there's not enough information for us to detect when us as men are operating from this and women to be able to detect how this nice guy is really not that nice. And his own manipulative behaviors and patterns that may be beneath his pleasing and agreeable persona. And one of them is that nice guys usually have this holier-than-thou front or a behavior that they put on, which is kind of like looking at other people and saying, wow, I never get mad like that. Or, oh, I would never yell. Like, I'm not a person that yells at other people, right? Or I'm not somebody that would try to control or possess you. Like, I've never had a thought like that. So it's kind of this holier-than-thou behavior that is used to kind of create an image of themselves in the other person's mind. But behind that is this passive aggressive resentment towards people that actually get mad, that actually yell, that actually get jealous or want to possess their partner. There's this kind of underlying resentment that boils up that is actually centered in their own childhood trauma. Because these people that embody these kind of overt expressions, right? With being completely emotionally dysregulated and yelling and screaming and being physically abusive. The damage that that caused on the nice guy created this desire to never be like that, to never become something that they watched growing up, that they witnessed growing up or were abused by growing up. 
And through that, they deny their own core emotions, their authentic emotions as human beings, which is, hey, I'm going to get mad sometimes and that's not always going to look pleasing and nice, right? Because I'm a human being, sometimes I will get dysregulated. Sometimes I need to get dysregulated to see that I was dysregulated or that I need to change that pattern or behavior. So all of these emotions that arise for me as a human being are completely natural. But it's the fear of what those emotions, what those feelings could mean, right? It's like, whoa, I'm going to lose myself in these emotions. What will I become if I express myself in this manner? What will I become if I honor what I'm feeling right now, which might be this rage, which might be this sadness, which might be this desire to tell this person to fuck off or enforce this boundary? Like, who will I be? Am I becoming something that I despised growing up? So there's this kind of fear there. And to cover up that fear, there's this holier-than-thou behavior. There's this nice guy persona that is then created to protect the true, authentic feelings of the person. And so they're not two different people. They're on the other side of the same coin because both of them are damaged by the same pain. It's just what did they choose to do when confronted with that pain? Did you deny it completely and embody a very hyper, hyper expression to compensate for that or choose to become the opposite of what you experience and shame yourself and anyone else who chooses to embody anything like that? So they're both the same people, both have a world a sea, an ocean of low self-esteem that they have not been able to confront due to the unprocessed pain and grief that they have not been able to face that is blocking their true authentic expression as men. Because those blocks, what we call blocks and blockages, are really the unresolved trauma, are really the unprocessed emotions that we have yet to sit and be with. So that creates a block towards the man that they really desire to become. Creates a block towards the expression of masculinity that they're capable of embodying. So one of the biggest reasons that the nice guy and the asshole are both doomed to finish last is because neither one of them are capable of leading a woman somewhere that she cannot take herself. Because the quality of every man's leadership is determined by the length of the journey he's traveled within himself. So the nice guy can't take her where she cannot take herself because he's afraid of challenging her. His leadership is completely weakened and crippled by his fear of rejection, which over time weakens her respect for him. Now you have the asshole who also cannot lead her somewhere that she cannot take herself because in truth he can only fulfill and meet her primal needs for survival and protection. When it comes time to tap into the emotional depths that she desires, the spiritual development that she craves, and the healing that she seeks, he is completely helpless because he only meets these primal instincts within her for survival and protection. So beyond that, he can't lead her. So from my understanding, women not only crave emotional intimacy 
and the fulfillment of their primal needs and urges, but they also crave, at the core of who they are, spiritual intimacy, depth, and development. And that can only come from a man that is mature enough to not only protect her, to love and adore her, but to challenge her, to help her dissolve her walls, lower down her shield, and awaken to the truth of who she is. So the only guy that's capable of meeting her in the depths of this kind of love and intimacy is a guy that is complete within himself, that is not afraid of connecting to his emotions, being vulnerable, being soft when needed, and is neither afraid of awakening to his own primal instincts and urges, his darkest and deepest fantasy, not afraid of being wild with her. And he's not afraid of experiencing and containing and welcoming her wildness. That is the kind of guy that finishes first. <laughs> this is the guy that finishes first. So if, if a man is not embodying that, if a man is afraid of reaching that level of potential that all men are capable of, then yes, he will finish last. Sometimes because we were in high school and had these different experiences, which led us to look at the asshole or the jerk or the, the, the frat boy getting the girl, winning all of the time, always being the center of attention. And we took that and believed that, wait, these are the guys that get the girls. And these are the guys that women want to be with. These are the qualities that women crave in men. And it's so far from the truth because as I mentioned earlier, women will always outgrow that desire to be with that kind of man. Some of them eventually do. And it's based on their own capacities to confront themselves at the deepest level. But the women that are capable of that, as I mentioned, will seek something greater, will seek something more from their life and their relationships. Because entertaining a guy like that, tolerating a guy like that, only meets these primal and archaic desires for survival, for protection. It does not fulfill her at her deepest core. We already understand that the nice guy can't fulfill her at her deepest core. And again, that may also serve her for a certain phase of her life, which is, oh my God, I've never been with somebody that was emotionally available. I'd never been with a guy that had emotional depth. I'd never been with a guy that I could emotionally feel close to, that could see me, that could hear me, that could hold space for my experience. So that becomes an attraction. But again, it is only a phase. It is only a stage in her awakening. At some point, not all women get there, but at some point, she will break out of it and find what is authentic and genuine for her. So to the women listening that are constantly attracting these nice guys that they feel connected to, but that they lack respect for, that they can't seem to respect Look at what are you suppressing within yourself? What desires are you suppressing? And where is the shame around those desires? Where is the shame around being ravished? Where is the shame around being owned and claimed by your partner? Where is the shame around that? 
where have you seen an expression of masculinity that led your pendulum to swing in the opposite direction? Or you could be possibly dating nice guys and attracting nice guys because you don't like to be challenged. You want somebody that's afraid to question you. You want somebody that's afraid to enforce boundaries with you, to tell you no. A man that confronts and faces you with your own little princess energy. So I invite you to explore what is the fear there? What are you attempting to protect yourself from? And if you're a woman that's constantly attracting the asshole, what what experience with your father are you trying to redeem and reconcile and fix and rewrite through reenacting your relationship with him? Do you still believe that somehow changing this guy that you're with, changing his attitude, his behaviors, his patterns, his mindset, will somehow revive your childhood, will somehow awaken your father to become the man that you needed him to be when you were a child. I invite you to explore that, to find the part of yourself that is holding on to that dream and awaken to the aspect of yourself that is completely okay with giving up that dream. And finding out what is really authentic for you. What is, where do your attractions really lie? When they're not entangled and attached to your drama and the story that you continue to play out with the relationship with your father. And the dynamics you have today. And to all the men that were listening, trust me, I know how deep the work is. I was speaking directly from my own experience i've dominantly embodied the nice guy and at times i've been the asshole i've tried the asshole mask on many times and it didn't fit but the one that really fit was being the nice guy that brought me a lot of pain and in my relationships and all of what i'm sharing is from my own direct experience so i know that this work is not easy. I know it's challenging and I know it's difficult, but I know that it's not impossible. So if you, at this time of your life, feel like you need support with this work, with breaking through these patterns and behaviors and embodying something that you you can really say for yourself is both authentic and genuine for you, reach out via Instagram or go on my website, byermias.com, and book a free introduction call today so that I can learn more about your challenges and how I can support you. And so with that, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here for this conversation. If you've been enjoying my recent episodes, feel free to leave a review. And if you know somebody that would find value from this episode today, feel free to share it with them as well. And with that, thank you so much. And I wish you all a beautiful day and a beautiful evening. Peace.